It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 742 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by Shane Sparks, Ben Funky Askren, and JD Raider. And I am going to fight Ben Askren. It's happening. <laughs> we have been yelling at each other. JD's been yelling at Ben. Ben's been yelling at us. He hates our ranking. No, uh, I don't hate your rank. I hate one Penn, it's a singular ranking. Penn singular. State Ben is riding hard for Drew Hildebrandt. And he no, it's not just Hildebrandt. It's not just Hildebrandt anymore because here's what I recognized last night. It's Hildebrandt and Cardinal. You guys have them both down at it's either 11 and 12 or 10 and 11. Here's my argument. Well, listen, listen, listen to me out here. They both placed in NCAAs last year. Both of them are undefeated this year. Yes, they do not. Neither of them have a lot of matches. Your your moving of Master Giovanni all the way up to number five after a very subpar, after a very subpar NCAA championships and Big 12s. He got beat seven to one by Killing Cardinal at Big 12s last year. Is based on one win over Patrick McKee. Patrick McKee's like a roller coaster. We don't know what we're gonna get out of him. And we're moving Master Giovanni to five over one win. He didn't beat anyone else good. It's ridiculous. It's so simple. Just move those two, Hildebrandt and Cardinal, up. And when they take an L, if you want to say they're if you want to say they're on thin ice because they don't have huge wins, move them down. I'm happy, but move them up for now. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're you're citing you're citing Big Twelve results, Big Twelve championships results. It's, Guys, it's, they're both undefeated this January. year, three and zero and six and zero. Uh, I mean, okay, yeah. Under, Mastro's got one win, one win over McKee. He got whooped by these two last year. And he probably got whooped by McKee last year. No. Mastro's got one win over, over McKee. You can't, again, you guys you guys are trying to use McKee to, you're, he's like, uh, what's that Kevin Spacey thing where they've connected everybody. He is connected to everybody. But you can't use him to judge. He is not, he is not, guys, he's not an accurate ruler. He's not 12 inches. Sometimes he's six, sometimes he's 18, and you're trying to use him to measure stuff, and it just doesn't work out. You you would be a terrible carpenter. Stuff would be all crooked in your house because you're using Patrick McKee to measure stuff. You would, you would think 
You would think that Pat McKee was going to the Northwest Kansas Open and, and losing to guys there. I mean, he's, he lost to a, another All-American in Barnett, and he lost in the craziest way to D'Agostino. Other than that, he's been pretty good, other than the Mastro loss, which is proven to be a pretty good loss to have. No, who who has Mastro beat this year? McKee, he beat Prada. Manchio, Prada has not know. been good this year, guys. Prada has not been good this year. Okay. And he's undefeated, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. He didn't start as high. He didn't start as high because he got his butt kicked at NCAAs last year. I this Listen, is- I don't know what happened to him, but you guys have a habit of not counting medical defaults or medical things, even when the matches started against people. So I don't know why you're going to start now. We're not counting it against him. It's just you don't get credit for it. Okay, that's fine. He doesn't need credit because he placed in the NCAAs last year. And your guy Mastro, Mastro took all kinds of L's last year. Mastro, he's got one good win, a singular, a singular good win, which is McKee. All right, this this is going to be completely circular for a half hour if I don't stop it. <laughs> We're okay, going to say stop he it. Just move You're him You're going to say it's one win, and literally we just did like this five minutes all over again. Give, give me the login. I'll change yeah. it for you, and then we'll be satisfied. <laughs> You need to go on who's number one the show with Spay and yell at him. And uh, <laughs> well, none of these guys are number one. They're just they just should be ranked a little differently where they're at. Okay, there so we I don't go. know if that'd be appropriate. All right, great start. So if we got Shane on here, he can restore some order to this show. Um, Shane, where are you at? Are you are you going to Michigan this week? You better. I am not. I am not. Oh my originally, oh, originally I was. Originally I was, but we're going to be doing it out of the uh, out of the studio, which is which is fine. That that's okay. What does that mean? Is that that's not a that's not COVID related, is it? Yeah, um, uh, it's all COVID related, right? I mean, is Michigan getting squirrely? That my question is: Is Michigan Michigan's so squirrely? Getting squirrely because they got NCAA's. Yeah, no, we it, need it, we it need was, a backup location asap. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I I kind of like that take, Ben. No, it's just they're just doing this precautionary. It has nothing to do with it's that simple. That's okay. simple. Okay. Good. I don't like I don't like it. I don't like I it. I don't like bit. it. We need a backup location. No, no. Nope. As of as I've not heard one one thing to be concerned. All right, good. But as as we know, that can change and you know, it might change by the time we get off of here, knock on wood. So it's a, it's a can't wait though. A couple of big weeks coming up. Dude, the, Friday is insane. Yeah, it is. You've got Ohio State versus Iowa, Michigan, Penn State, Virginia Tech, NC State, among other really, really awesome. Yeah, isn't that great for wrestling? I mean, you got three big time duels in prime time, basically. Like, it's fantastic. I mean, the more wrestling, the better. I've always said that. Have it on six networks. That's fine. It's great. And if they're all on at the same time, that's okay, too. I mean, look at the NFL. They're, they got a block of games at one Eastern, a block of games at around that four o'clock Eastern time. It is what it is. It's awesome. It's great. Who would have ever, I mean, what a good problem to have, right? Yes. Yes. It's great. It is very great. Um, what are your thoughts on this 133 situation for, for the Hawkeyes um, with DeSanto and Shriver and. Yeah. Shane was in Iowa. So he, he needs to, yeah, he Shane. needs to know the dirt, but I, I, I have, I have no idea. I have no idea. Here's what I do think, guys. And again, I don't know. I'm speculating. My 11-year-old daughter could has as much info as I do. Here's what I do think. I do not think Iowa can win the national title 
without Austin DeSanto. I mean, no. Mr. Obvious, right? But yeah. Yeah. And, and for that reason, it'd be my belief, perhaps, that he's got more rope, right? I mean, because of this, timing is everything. And based on the timing of where Iowa is right now in their quest for another team title, you would think he's got, if, if there is any kind of issue, he's, he's, I would think he'd be given more rope. And that's my only thought on it. If if that's the case, and maybe it's not. Maybe well, it's what do you what do you mean by give him more rope exactly? Well, if it's disciplinary, versus... if it's disciplinary, which oh, I have no oh idea. it's oh disciplinary. I, no I thought we were talking injuries. But if but if it's injury wise, I would say this too. I've never seen. We did the match with him in Minnesota, and I've never seen Austin DeSanto shut down after three minutes. Mm. I've never seen that. So that makes me think. Okay. If somebody said he was injured or has any kind of a health issue, that would make perfect sense to me too. So I have, I have no idea. I mean, I, you can look at it's, you would think it's either one of those two scenarios and it may or may not be. I mean, I just look at this stuff as a, you know, as a fan, I'm just like, Oh, I wonder what this is, but I, I don't know, but I expect I'd be, I will say this. I'd be very surprised if he was not wrestling for the Hawkeyes at the big tens. That's, yeah. that's what I would think. Yeah. I feel similarly. One thing that's interesting that maybe we forget, but when he initially was like, I'm out at Drexel, I want to transfer, and he was talking to other teams, one of the big things they were talking about was that he he wanted to go up. That was one of the things. He wants to go 41. He wants to go 41. And he fit well at Iowa at 33, and he went there. But I wonder if that is a factor, if, if this weight Ooh. cut over time and over time. Really? I I think now it's year five. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what I would say. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I don't know. Point. I feel like, I mean, okay. So I guess here would be my evidence to the counterpoint would be like, I usually when people have weight cutting issues, specifically with duels, there's up and down performances because sometimes the weight cuts go good. And sometimes the weight cuts don't go so well. Um, and we haven't really seen that maybe except for this year out of Austin DeSanto but why would he have, I mean, who grows between year four and year five? You know, we didn't see any evidence of this last year. Um, so, you know, lots of times I think when kids come into college, so like his true freshman year, they have this idea of, oh, I'm going to keep growing. I'm not done yet. I'm going to get bigger. Um, and then obviously year two, year three, year four happened and you settle into wherever you're at. You realize, hey, actually, I'm, I'm done growing. I'm only going to be five, four or whatever it is. And then it's just there, you know. Yeah, because his, I mean, the points, he, that, that is a real good point, Ben. I mean, that guy is pedal to the metal, high octane all the time. I mean, he puts 20 points on the board fairly consistently. I mean, it's, it's so, yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope we see him back just because I, I think he's, you know, a lot of horsepower and they, they need him at 133. Like we've talked about before, he's, you know, we got in those tiers. He's right. He's right in the mix. What is it? DeSanto Island, you guys call it? Yeah. And so I think that's real fair. You know, one thing to remember, Ben, is how many times did he compete on off an hour weigh-in last year? Four? I will look it up. Five duels. He had five duels, maybe with an hour weigh-in. So it's an, a much smaller sample size for him to have issues with. And then how many of those matches were even five? Yeah, co competitive? Lucas Bird was the toughest one, and he beat him up pretty good. Yes. Um, 18 to 6. And then ended up only beating him by one at Big Tens. And Big Tens really – 4-1 over Shamaling and 5-4 over Bird. We were kind of – I remember after Big Ten's being like, DeSanto didn't look amazing here. Yeah. But, but what, he, looked uh, at, he looked good at NCAAs. How long is the semifinal weigh-in? 
at Big Twelves? Is it our Big Tens? Is it after? Is that the that's? Is that semis the night or the next morning? Aren't, aren't semis in, in the evening, Shane? I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, way yeah. semis away, are way semis away. are at night. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that wouldn't be close to weigh-ins. No. No. Uh, that's my my point is we we haven't seen a uh, we have not seen a, a lot of he hasn't had a lot of opportunity to look bad off off the scale and it's all speculation too I don't know yeah. I don't know what it is but the the idea. This isn't Ethan Lezak making weight all from November to March. Last year basically was a fraction of a was a fraction of a season. And this year, you know, he hasn't really faced the rigor. And when he has, yeah. remember, he didn't look great against uh, a Tisoff of, uh, of Iowa State. He beat him 6-4, 8-4 over his teammate Shriver. And then the Glevo. That, was, that wouldn't have been close to a weight. The Shriver one wasn't close to a weight because that was the end of the day. That doesn't mean that you wouldn't have a ba- a bad result. Is because- um, I don't know. When I think of guys cutting weight, usually by by the evening, they they're generally wrestling pretty well compared to what their level is, and the the poor performances due to weight cutting come early, usually. Earlier, yes, but a bad weight cut, you could still be very bad in the evening too. Like there've uh-huh. been coaches have told me that because I've always I thought like you. It was just right off the scale. And then obviously the further you get away from the way in, the better you will be recovered. Yeah. But there's still some can be some lingering effects of a bad cut. Guys, can I can I ask a question? Excuse my ignorance yeah. on this. I've yeah. just I've just I've never really thought about this until right now. What is a bad weight cut? Like for for just a I mean, what what are a couple yeah. things that really separate then a good weight cut from a bad weight cut? Well, I mean, as far as let's call as far as college wrestling is is going, um it's not like say a UFC or international level where you're doing, I don't know, say four to six weigh-ins per year, right? Uh, you're doing essentially 18 weigh-ins over the course of three and a half, four months. So generally your weight should be pretty close, but I know like, say for example, I went, I, I really only had one bad weight because I was super disciplined and I went home over Christmas and got a little heavier, right? So now instead of being, um, a, a lean 177 going 174 now i'm you know 181 182 and and that extra say three to five pounds of water weight you got to work off and it takes an hour hour and a half extra i mean that's right you, you have to do something to get it off you're not you're not doing nothing so you're running or you're on the bike or you're wrestling extra and like and then you got to go compete right it's not like hey you did it and now you get to chill out it's sure. Like you do it. And now you got to go wrestle an hour or two later when you just did extra, you know, instead of usually your 30 to 45 minute routine to get the weight off. Now it's two hours or a little over two hours. And then you got to go turn around and wrestle like that. Just you just not feeling as good as you should be. So are most guys ideally within about three to five pounds? Is that ideal? Would you say How, for uh, most? Yeah. If you're cutting, if you're cutting more weight than that and you're wrestling it out, if you so. You know, obviously, if we're talking off-season weight, it's way different. But if we're talking in-season weight, and you're cutting more than three to five pounds on a really regular basis. Now, that might mean you might wrestle Sunday, and then Monday you come in, and maybe you're ten pounds over. You know, because you you pounded a bunch of food on Sunday night. But then over the course of the week, you're gonna get smaller again. And then that say Friday, you wrestle Friday again, right? You're gonna be sweating. I don't know, probably three to five pounds off. So something to that effect. Okay. But when it gets more than that, that becomes an issue. So, and isn't one one of the big issues with with a weight cut when you see the adverse the amount of time that you are d- 
dehydrated. The longer yeah. that is, the worse you're going to recover, the worse you're going to perform. So the, the if you're saunaing and doing all this stuff, dehydration yeah. for hours and hours, yeah. that's going to have a bigger impact than I, I remember, you know, it was, I think it was the Missouri NC state duel at NC state. This was, this was probably like 2016 or so. And Missouri comes in to the wrestling room. It's like, an hour and a half before weigh-ins, maybe not even, maybe an hour. They yeah. come in bundled up hard practice and immediately get on the scale. And they're like, yes, we come in like five or six pounds over. We lose it all in this practice. Mm-hmm. We, we hop, get right on the scale, make weight, recover and wrestle. And it's just like almost like a content, the competition's a continuation of that practice. So I think a lot of times they are coming in big, they'll eat a big breakfast or whatever cut it all off in one hard, intense practice and then immediately make weight and recover yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And so obviously for some guys, I mean, you know, like Jaden Cox obviously could do a five, a five to six. I don't think a lot of those guys, maybe they might be exaggerating. I don't think a lot of those dudes are doing five to six pounds. I think it's yeah. two, three, maybe four, something like that, you know, and if you're a really hard sweater, maybe it's more, but a lot of people, maybe not as much. Yeah. But everyone is coming into that practice yes. well over, you over know, pounds, yes. pounds mm-hmm. over. And yes, they work, they work it off there. Because you always want to be, I mean, I heard a story once. I think it was, gosh, I want to get my facts straight on this. Oh, I thought I heard a story once about Nick Simmons. Maybe, maybe oh. it was the world championship, something like that, where he like woke up in the morning and he was like right on, or maybe even a pound under. And his coach was like, we're in trouble. Like you want to be, you know, a couple pounds over when you wake up. I mean, is that fair too? Like you don't want to be too small. I don't know. I don't, I don't hate like, listen, every once in a while. Uh, I remember. So I, <laughs> Hey, if we were getting too much in the weeds on weight cutting, we can get off this topic. I remember I had the room with Matt Pell. So, uh, cause we were 74, 84 and Matt Pell, if you remember, he was one fifty seven as a red shirt. He couldn't beat Kenny Burleson. He couldn't beat Tyron Willie. He couldn't beat me. He went all the way to 184. And I remember every every morning when we were on a trip, he'd wake up and he'd take a piss and it would last so long. I'd be like, shoot, if I could piss that much, I'd be on way right <laughs> now, you know? And uh, so if, if I woke up and, I, you know, some days you get lucky, right? Some days it's two pounds and I got to cut it. Some days it's half a pound. You wake up at half a pound, you're like, yes, I barely got to do anything, you know? Two is sometimes it's two pounds. You're like, God damn it, I got to grind this one out, you know? And uh, but I was thinking if I was, if I could pee that much, I would be on weight right now, <laughs> every single time. I think I think the weight the weight cutting stuff's fascinating, especially Ben. Yeah. You've done it at a high level for high level competition, so I think it's I think it's interesting. Uh, yeah. So, but no, I I think I listen. I don't know Desanto. Maybe he finally grew. Some people do when they're twenty two, but but it, it is very rare. Usually that's like a first year, second year thing, and by the time. The kids get past that. They know what weight class they're supposed to be, and they figure it out. Or the other or is, or they're being jammed into a spot in the lineup, at which they shouldn't be, but they are because of the way the lineup is constructed. And then the issue's been persistent for many years. Yeah. Yeah, I hope we see him soon. I hope he comes back soon. I yeah, I miss him. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jaden didn't wrestle in the duel. Maybe Jaden hurt, Jaden out. Santa yeah, moving up. What's up with Jaden? Jaden, what's your insight on that? One, I, I, so this, the, the speculation was, I, I think it might have been a Cody Goodwin article that he said that maybe it was a, a finger against Purdue. Maybe. You know, that's they, they keep it pretty quiet there. I mean, it's pretty. 
they they keep it pretty tight. And if I, you know, I'm on both sides of the coin on this one because yeah, I want to know it, but at the same time, I'll be honest. If I was a coach, it's kind of like family stuff. I probably yeah. wouldn't say much. You know, it stays within the family. We worry about ourselves, and that's about it. So I I understand both sides of it. But uh, Tom's always pretty, you know, pretty quiet. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> no question. Okay, um, we got new Hodge rankings from oh. young JD. JD does these rankings. I'll be curious what Ben thinks about these. Hold on. Uh, uh, where, Hildebrand is not in my, these uh, rankings. Oh, man, I lost my link. Hold on. Now I got to uh, uh, give me two seconds here. All right, boom, Stop. I'm there. I, got I apologize it. in advance. You probably won't agree with this one either, Ben. <laughs> yeah. So we got uh, Gable. How could you move Gable Keegan. up? How rude. Hold on. Let me read it. Gable, Keegan, Mason, Sebastian Rivera, Aaron Brooks, Carr, Fix, Starachi, Yanni, Wick, rounding out the top 10. Those are cool. You did those, GD? Yes, uh, I did. I don't really see any issue. Those I know really Gable. Good. Gable's going to, I mean, so obviously in order for Keegan to win. He um, did jump Keegan ahead of Gable in the last update when Gable only had two matches. Yeah. But so uh, Keegan would have to continue doing what he's doing at a very high rate. And Gable would have to have a couple like decisions. Gable ain't going to lose, right? But he would have to have a couple like maybe if he has a 5-3 over Mason Paris and uh uh, seven four over Kirkfleet, it would open the door. But yeah, I'm very curious Only if one Gable way for will... Keegan to win. He's got to bump up to heavy and take him out. <laughs> Surefire way. That there we go. I didn't. I didn't think Gable Stevenson could impress me more. Like it's like I, I don't think there's anything he can do. And it's been he a couple times where he could have gotten a couple more takedowns. Points. Yeah, he puts forty he points on the board, and I'm like, this is this guy is. I mean, when he goes to the – you guys are a little bit younger than I am, but when I used to watch WWF in the mid-'80s, you'd have guys that were from parts unknown. When Gable Stevenson goes to WWE, he should be from parts unknown. Because but we know I, where he's from. This guy is, this guy is from Valley. another world. From another I, – I can't believe there are people out there that still argue that he's not the greatest heavyweight of all time. He's the greatest heavyweight of all time. And he's putting himself in the conversation of greatest wrestlers ever, period, any weight class. Ooh, a lot of people in New Jersey are going to be mad at you. Wait. In the conversation, well, he is the greatest heavyweight. That's not even, I don't even. Are we talking about, uh, who, who are you talking about? Are you talking about Bruce Baumgartner, uh, Bracky, or who are you talking about? Yeah, that's who Bracky's talking about. Yes, Bracky. Bracky. Where's Bracky? <laughs> Oh, I called, oh, I called JD Bracky. I said, <laughs> Yes. Did I say, like, is Bracky in some chat? <laughs> I'm like, Where's Bracky at? I got it, Bracky. Bracky the quitter, we call him. Um, okay, so Bruce Bomber. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't totally disagree with Shane on this one. I, th- I think Gable's in both guys in their primes. Both, of here's course. my argument. Both guys Any in their primes. Gable beats him. Gable wins. Gable wins. And that, that's yeah. no disrespect to Bruce. It just it is what it is. Bruce is a legend. He's the more evolution accomplished than credential. But when it comes, if you had, here's how I always argue, Gable. If we're playing kickball or, or, or playing some game and you take every, forget kickball, forget I said that. You, you got to do, you're a captain of a dual meet team and you're picking teams and every wrestler that's ever wrestled is up against the, the school, you know, the school getting ready to get picked. Gable Stevenson's getting picked quick. He's getting he's getting picked real quick, like probably top 
three picks ever, he's getting picked. So the the Gable argument is interesting because it's it's about apex versus career, right? He doesn't. He's not going to have the best career. No, he's not. He's going to be a two time champ. But we know but, what we're talking about here. Apex. Yeah, at his at his height. My my thing is when when we put him in the goat conversation. I mean, for heavyweight, I think it's. I mean. I think Neil is probably the one that you could yeah. say. Yeah, we're talking about American heavyweights, correct? Which, yes. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, I don't think there's anyone really in the conversation with Gable for that. But, overall, you got to remember, Jordan Burroughs burst on the scene very similarly to Gable and took over the world and sustained it. So, And that's something that Gable is not going to attempt to do, apparently. Yeah. So, I mean, I, the one argument with uh... – and, and obviously, we'll see how the season plays out. The one argument I, a little bit against Jordan on this one would be like, ah, these dudes, they're not even close to him at the college level. You know, and like Hilger is a good heavyweight. Lance is a good heavyweight. And they they can't even sniff a takedown. They it's can't. Crazy. Even, it's crazy. It's not even slightly competitive. Whereas Burroughs had a dominant, you know, senior, junior, senior year, but he had some relatively close matches. And at this point, these dudes can't stand the mat with. Gable, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens the rest of the year. Yeah, we'll see. He had the his Kirkfleet match was sort of was a decision, I think, last year. If we yeah. remember, so we'll we'll see if he's able to do. Do they wrestle in a duel or no? No, I don't think they duel. I don't, I don't think don't. so. Minnesota does go to Michigan. Yeah, let's see how that one goes. That'll be interesting. To see how that one. If goes. he travels, if he travels, have Gable will travel. Okay, so yeah. Uh, I think if Gable runs the table from here on out, I don't even think he has to wrestle in all the duels. I think he gets it, and he should get it outright. <laughs> no, no, Ty Hodges. Don't even get me fired up about that. What if uh, Shane liked the Shane liked the double Hodge? No, Shane. Don't no, I, 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 I will rant. I will rant. Like, rant no, I'm, rant. I, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. Here's here's yeah. what I would say. I like things getting celebrated, and there might be a day. I mean, one thing that I've come to you guys. Sometimes I'll I'll switch. Like it just kind of depends on my mood. Here's the, this is my this is my final answer. There should not be a tie. It it there should not unless unless it's a legit tie based on the yeah. voting or anything else. If it's yeah. legit, fine. But, but you should, it, it should not have been a tie. And they lack transparency because they first yeah. they said just first place votes. And it's like, well, what about well? I do. I've been doing the ballot for ten years. Why did we do second, third, and fourth place votes then? Why? I mean, listen. Yeah. If you're saying you don't count them, why do you freaking make me write them down? This is yeah. I, I I agree. It should have been. You know, it's obviously compared to the Heisman Trophy. There's a lot of you know. There are a lot of great college football players. One guy gets it. That's the yep. way it goes. OJ. So yeah. No. It it should not have been a tie. If I ever said that, maybe maybe I was just trying to be because I like the fact that two guys get celebrated, but you, you, you can only have one. If if Spencer wrestled this entire year and went undefeated, but was not incredibly dominant, kind of like we saw at collegiate duels, yeah, would they split it? If Gable, no, freaking pick one. If they split it again, well, they I might just it. have to tell. They probably do it again. Run it back. But they would. But then they should have done it with Snyder. I mean, Kyle Snyder. I mean, right? I mean, that was the or if you're gonna if you're gonna have yeah. multiple winners, Snyder should. I mean, he never won it. He, well, I think the Nick won. was it Nickel and Nolf or or Nickel and Rutherford. I'm, I'm blanking on which one was like razor thin. Which one was it, Christian? You remember? Nickel Nolf was close one year. I'm pretty sure. Yes, and they were both they were both ridiculous. They were both numbers that were equivalent to Spencer and Gable last year. They were high, very high. 
Very crazy. Hard. Yep. How many undefeated seasons did Kyle have? Two? I only have one, two. one right? Or two? Sophomore and junior year. Yeah, that was it. He probably could have won it his senior year. That's when he lost to Kuhn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kuhn beat him because Zane was great that year. He won it, I'm pretty sure, in 2018. But he wasn't like a sophomore, junior bonus level. They may have, yeah. they would have had quite a conundrum if Kyle went undefeated yeah, there because yeah. he had 18 matches, 66% bonus. So anyway, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So I mean, yes, G- Gable would have to. He ain't gonna lose, but he he would have to have uh, maybe a decision against Paris in the dual meet, uh, maybe a decision against who's ever in the Big Ten finals, and then maybe the semis and finals of nationals, something like like four decisions. And then Keegan would have to go on a streak, and even then, it's still you know probably leaning towards Gable. I think Gable gets a pass for any decisions against Paris. I mean, this is a world class wrestler. I think I think that. I don't think he has to maintain a hundred percent bonus rate. I no. think he can have, I bet he could have two or three decisions and still win it. Um, yeah. Personally, a couple of interesting names on here. Sebastian at fourth, hundred percent bonus rate. It's great. Hasn't nine faced tech falls. He's got nine. <laughs> That's it. Guys up two more last weekend. Yeah. How disappointed were we? We didn't get to see that Nick Lee match. I wanted that. I mean, we said that was the biggest match of the week and it didn't happen. But nobody I, – I think what helped ease the pain is I don't think anybody expected it, right? I mean, I, I didn't, but – Until that day, I, I thought it was, and then Penn Both State those put guys, it out. Be there. Both those guys been wrestling and are not, like, known to sit out of big things. But, so. I, but I think – I mean, guys, and this is pure speculation. I, I, my my – it's pure 100%. He doesn't wrestle two weeks ago. Roman Bravo Young doesn't wrestle – my mind immediately goes to COVID, right or wrong. That's where it goes. So if, if that if that was the case, that brings you down a little bit, takes sucks some energy out. I don't want to come back against this. Is I wouldn't I wouldn't if if I'm Kale, I'm not sending him out against Sebastian Rivera. I'm just not doing it. He wrestled on January seventh, so it was only a week. He had wrestled okay. the week. The week so he prior. wrestled on the Friday and didn't wrestle on the Sunday. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he wrestled Maryland. Okay. So I thought, yeah. you know, I didn't expect to see it for whatever reason. So I wasn't, yeah. I just didn't think it was going to happen. So I wasn't, I was like, yeah, I didn't, didn't think so anyways. I, I hope it, all I hope in the next two weeks is with, with uh, Penn state, Iowa, Michigan. I just hope everybody's got their horses yeah, no, because these duels close. are so close that if one team doesn't have a horse, it changes the whole game. You got to have well, everybody there. I hope I'm just, Hope so. Michigan's missing a couple people, uh, according to the whiteboard war you guys sent us. Yeah, well, I mean, they haven't had a mean since Vegas. I, I there's no reason to expect him back. And same with Store, who who had a had a knee injury there. Mm-hmm. Do we know? Do we have any intel on Camamine? I don't have any intel there. I know they are expecting Store back this year, and I haven't heard. Yeah. So we don't even know if they're expecting Amin back this year. I know. I just hadn't talked to anyone about it. Oh, got it. I, I'm, I'm hoping Amin's ready to go. I'm hoping store. I'm, I'm not expecting, but uh, so Amin's, Amin's a big. That's a big piece because yeah. I mean I've gone over that duel a thousand times, and they the one forty nine, fifty seven, and sixty five. That's going to be big for Michigan. They got to win there. I mean the fact the fact is Penn State could very reasonably win at 
two of their weakest weights, 49 sure. and 65. Yep. That makes it that makes it it's super uphill for for Michigan, in my opinion. I as great as they are, I think they match up terribly against Penn State. I think uh, their good is where Penn State's great. I think yeah. they're 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 they do have the advantage of Nick at 25. I think he's a monster favorite over Hildebrandt. And I think Mason will beat Kirkfleet again. But man, find me the, where are the other wins going to come from? Well, so I, uh, yeah, 25, 57, 65, I think they're favored. And then, so uh, obviously, if they could win 49 and 65. And, and Madden looked good against help. Sasso. I he mean, Madden looked good against Sasso. Got, got, yeah, so you know, maybe he can win. Call. Massa went to overtime with Staraki and Amin's an Olympic bronze medalist. So I think there's your other two. And Michit was an Olympic number one seed. So, but yes, I mean, uh, those are tough wins. Tough wins. Um, so I, I think the, the path for Michigan is they've got to win 49, 57, 65. I think they have to have those. And then they win their 25 in heavyweight. And then they're in business. Then they need one yeah. upset, maybe. Maybe they need one upset, maybe not. I mean, I don't we, think anyone's expecting do bonus from Will Luan. You want to do it? Let's just do it since we're talking about it. We're, let's get be it. About okay, it. So talk about it. Be about it. I had a shirt that says that. I don't know where, where it is. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Shannon Turley quote. Freshman year lifting. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Starting with 125 pounds, Ben's favorite wrestler, Drew Hildebrand, taking on Nick Suriano. <laughs> You guys are dopes. <laughs> um, I just lo- I just like order and logic, and I struggle with it without it. It's okay. Okay. Um, so the question here, I think, is probably, is this a bonus or not bonus for Nick Suriano? And I, I saw what he was able to do to Malik. I think it's possible he could get bonus here. But I think Drew, once it starts to unravel, his mission operation will change, and he'll be like, "All right, I need to, I need to." I'm a very, he's a smart wrestler; he knows what he's doing. I don't know if he's going to get blown out by Suriano here, so I think it's a decision for Nick. I agree. Um, I'm going to go decision. We'll say five or six point decision for Nick Suriano. Shane. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna kind of sit this one out, guys. <laughs> oh what? yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just. Text. I'm just. I mean, I. I. Yeah. I mean, I. Wait. I, time out. Time out. We need a good explanation here. I just don't make. I just don't make predictions on these matches. You know. I mean, ever? No, not really. Well, this is on. This is this I, is really fun, Shane. Simply say this. Get, hold on. This let me is, help you out here. You get to make a pick. Then people get all pissed that you don't pick their dude. And then you just take it, and then you just make a pick the next week. One one twenty five, I think, for Michigan, and we talked about it before with the path. I, I'm really curious to see uh, in this duel. I think the team that wins, there's a really good chance they will win by somebody in their lineup bonusing an All American. Okay, and I and I would and I would say this is Michigan's best opportunity for that. Yeah, their second best would probably be heavyweight. Um, so let's go to 33. We have Dylan Ragason versus Roman Bravo Young. These two hit last year. Pretty dominant win, 9-2 for RBY over Ragason. Ragason been out and in. He looked good some. He won Vegas. He got 
destroyed by McGee, who RBY sort of handled this year. And I think he was back last week, right, JD? He was. Yeah, and he looked he looked really good against uh, I think he got bonus points against Ohio State if I remember right. He looked he was good. He was off the mat for an extended period of time leading up to the Arizona State match. I think I mentioned that on the show before. Yeah. That had to uh, have a pretty big impact on his performance. Okay. So I I don't know the path to victory here for Ragason, to be honest. I mean, it's I don't think he's be able to get to his control ties where he likes to wrestle against Roman. Roman's could be able to neutralize that. Not sure how he could take him down or ride him. I think, but I do think it's a decision for for Penn, for Roman. I don't know if I don't think he's getting the bonus here. I'm going decision Roman Rafa Young. He didn't bonus Joey Oliveri. He's not going to bonus Dylan Ragason. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I think it's similar to Soriano Hildebrandt. I think I so I look through all this. I look through every match, and I think what's going to be interesting here is. All the answers, I think, are so obvious. So you know Friday is going to be bananas. It's not going to play out this way. But it all maps out in a way that makes perfect sense, right? But I don't know. That's what I love about dual meet wrestling. It's like we uh, – Saturday night, Purdue, Michigan State, 5-5. Each – there are a couple of sudden victory matches. Each team got one. Comes down to total match points. And Michigan State wins at 50 to 49. And that is why in a, in a match like this, this duel could be won on somebody being down by eight off a 17-second restart, and you find a way to escape. Like you could yeah. be the that's what's you could be the hero losing by seven. Yeah. Every single everything <laughs> matters. Everything. Even to this point, guys, uh, to this point, I'll throw this out there. I don't expect it, but note it. First takedown of the duel. Is, is part of the tie-breaking criteria. It's like maybe fifth on the list, but it's on there. First take out uh, of the duel, it might be significant. Might be. Hey, hey Shane, we got a question in the, in the YouTube chat. Um, Gable Stevenson do you do, didn't do any mat returns last week. Do you not like him because he won't <laughs> mat return anyone? <laughs> Good point. Hey, for, for, every, you know, for every debate, argument, whatever, there's always, what, like a 3%, you know, 3% uh, little wiggle room in there. Yeah, Gable Stevenson's fine. Okay. <laughs> that kind of keep put on, on his feet over the weekend was, it, like you said before, Ben, Hilger's really good. And Hilger's he just good. looks like he's just drilling. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Okay, 41, Stevan Micic versus Nick Lee. The hors d'oeuvres are over. It's time for the meat and potatoes. Let's go. I uh, go. It's it's Nick Lee. I mean, Michich just uh, hasn't been as impressive at 141. He lost to Cole Matthews. Competitive match against Julian Klebov. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any logic you can use to pick him over Nick Lee right now. Man, why do I want to pick Stevan? Because he's really good. But there he's go. really good. I'm doing it. I'm gonna take so... get, get, get out there, get some elbows. He's learned from his earlier matches. He hasn't looked great. He hasn't looked like the title contender yet. This is the opportunity. Maybe a little big brother. He dominated this guy in the Indiana State Finals back in I don't know, probably 2004. Did he really? That's actually I was thinking the one thing that could maybe uh, hold hold some weight is a big brother. Yes. Um, 
I don't really get I don't get too tied up in that. I it, matter. it matters, man. It does it? Okay, because I've never so. as a big brother, maybe I should uh I should understand the importance of being <laughs> the bigger brother. Um yeah, I'm I'm going for it. I think I think this is a classic buy low situation with Stevan. I think he's world class. He is. I think he can now he's got to get off the bottom. And I think he can take down Nick Lee. I think if he has enough time on his feet, he will. But if he gives up an early takedown of two minutes of riding time and then he goes under and has a problem, it, it could unravel for sure. I'm not <clears> dismissing <throat> that. But first crack, I think Stevon can do it. I can't find where he lost to Nick Lee in the state finals. I, I beat, went back and He bought. beat Nick Lee. Oh, he beat Nick. And then Nick Lee lost oh, to Chad Red. Oh, yeah. So I, I looked at the, I'm an idiot. I looked at the wrong year. Hold on. Chad Red beat Nick Lee one year, I believe. And this is where. Yeah, that was quick, uh, If I could throw this in here real quick. Indiana high school state wrestling is, is we, we showed this on the Big Ten Network. There are so many great Indiana. You put together an all Indiana team right now. People that wrestled high school in Indiana. I think you're looking at a top five team. It is good. It is good. Really? Is there yes. just no depth or what? Um, I didn't dive too deep into that, but I mean, you look at, I mean, Hildebrandt's from Indiana, Meechich, Indiana, Red, Nick Lee, Mason, Paris. Indiana tries, to, Indiana tries to claim Gable. Yeah, oh, yeah. He was in Portage, Indiana, and I think he moved in about 2013. I was talking with Bobby, his brother, Kemp. 2014, 2014, 10-3 over Nick Lee. 2014, Man. holy smokes. Kicked his butt. Yeah. Well, that might be in the back of Nick Lee's mind. Could be. He beat That's Nathan Boston one year, Stevon. Remember that name? What, what'd you say? Nathan Boston. Nathan Boston. I was, I was just looking at that result. <laughs> he, he was really good. So, yeah, I think, uh, listen, I'm just going for it. Every now and again, this there's something crazy is going to happen in this duel. Yes. Hey, yeah, how about this one? Guys is, how many people are going to be in the Chrysler? I mean, it's at, it's at Chrysler. I'm a big momentum yes. guy. Place, hopefully the place is packed. They're having the maze out. They, if they start at 125, maybe it builds some momentum and you feed off each other. That's yeah. that, that could matter. I mean, that's all, all of it matters. Yep. It's I'm not a, like I mean, if ball. you pick Nick Lee or Stevan Michich, either one of them, they're, they're both capable of winning, right? I mean, no, nobody's yeah. going to be, I don't think anybody would be the least bit surprised, however that match goes. You got a couple of studs. Yeah, I, I just think right now, the way it's trending, it, it is tough. I mean, if Vegas were making odds for this match, there's no way Nick Lee's not a pretty solid favorite here. Yes. Minus 250 or so. Okay. Next one, Cole Matten versus Bo Bartlett. Ben Askren is a Bo Bartlett hater. It is documented. I am a Bo record. Bartlett realist. He is like, uh, he can't score a lot of points. And he is about an 18 to 30th ranked guy is where I kind of put him. Yeah. And I think those, both those are fair statements. So what do you think he does against Cole Matten here, Ben? I probably decisions Cole Matten. He gets a bunch of ankle rides and, uh, I don't know, probably a four-two, maybe so, somewhere. So you're there. not you're not entertaining a, an upset. Possibility. Uh, a little bit, yeah, but no. I, I mean, Bo Bartlett, he doesn't do a lot of bad things. He just doesn't do a ton of good things either. Wow. 
last game. So he Matt lost. He actually lost to Bo Bartlett eight to four last year. So that's uh, that would be Bo Bartlett's highest scoring match of the year, I think. It's a big match in this duel. Oh no, He's he has a. Bo Bartlett won twelve to three against number two hundred ninety-seven Sean Williams. Gosh, man. Uh, JD, what are you doing here? Bartlett by decision. So Madden kind of got hosed against Sasso. There was a bad call that got overturned. Yeah, it it was the right call. It was the official just called it a little quick. He called it a little bit quick. Why did they get so antsy there? They know the rule. Yeah, he got got a little. He got a little antsy. That's a good way to put it. He just he didn't he didn't give himself an out. Is what happened because it should have been a takedown for Matten, and then he would have been up by. I believe it would have been. He would have been up by two. I'm not saying it would have made a difference, but it, he looked. I thought he looked pretty good against Sasso. I thought he looked real good. He did. He was doing a good job. And you know, I'm never one to pick on the officials, so it was tough for me to even make that comment. But uh, <laughs> you know, I did. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going with Bo for the decision here. But it's going to be in the margins. You know, in that third period, Madden's going to have a shot, and um, that. That that's in in Chrysler. It's a bit. It's a big spot for Bo, who hasn't really wrestled uh, with too many crowds yet, which is kind of crazy to think about. He did last week against Van Brill. Um, this will be a hostile crowd, so it's gonna be. That's a great. I, I love how this duel sets up, right? I mean, majority of these matches are just you know hammers on both sides, toss up matches. I think it's gonna be just a blast. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, this may not be a blast. Um, 49 and 57, if you got to pop some popcorn, the, the favorites here are guys that like to keep it real tight. Shot here, shot there, be positional. Luan versus Negron. I think this one, listen, Will's a favorite here, no no doubt about yeah. it. But Negron's had moments, and if he got a takedown here, I would not be surprised. And if you get a takedown against Willow One, you're really in the match because he only gets one to two per match uh, in general. I, I would slide in on this comment. If you had to, if you had to make just base, if, if somebody asked me, give me one statement on this duel, one, here's the one I would give you. If you wanted to really oversimplify this, Michigan, if they're going to win, they need 157, right? I mean, you can... I have a hard time believing that Michigan can win this duel without getting 157. That I would say. Yeah. Let's let's not make this more, guys. Uh, uh, Tony Negron, his dad was tremendous. I took a phone call with him. Hey, this guy, this guy is tremendous. What a name drop. But Tony Negron's one of five this year. He ain't beating Will Lawan. Let's just call the decision and move on. Listen, we got to have a little more respect for the brother of our <laughs> former intern, Rich. <laughs> call <laughs> Call it. Move on. It's a decision. You're all going to say the decision, Luan, and then we're going to move on. You know what? You're all, you're almost spiting me into picking it, but I'm not going to fall for your <laughs> Do I dare you. Put down Will. I should, you know what, J.D.? I should just give a, a full 10-minute technical analysis of how I think it's magical. But you know what? I'll let, well, we can move on here. Let's get to more pressing topics like Patrick Nolan versus Brady Burke. Yeah, we need to move on from that one too. Okay. We'll keep Early that one decision. moving. I, I think, yeah. I don't know, man. What's how, how's Nolan been doing this year? Terrible. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying, is this a, is bonus. This a bonus potential thing? Uh, Brady Berge does not have a historically high bonus rate, so I'm going to say no bonus. Okay, well let's let's 
Let's see. Check the stats on how Brady Berge, wrestle stat, bonus rate, 38%, 36%, 40%. Listen, hold on. I think it's bonus. Has Pat Nolan wrestled at 141? Pat Nolan is a 141 pounder. Yes. No, he's not. He wrestled Michigan State Open. Two duels in the Cleveland State Open at 141 pounds. Yeah, 141. Uh, he he's getting, he's getting bonus. He's going okay. to get bonus. He got majored by Dylan D'Amelio. 14 right, to three. I appreciate you guys finding this information. Let's go yeah. major decision, Brady Berge. He was taxed by Karchla. If he wrestles 65, uh, which I don't know. I just put him in there because he wrestled the Ohio State duel. Like I think that. the mean's coming back for this. The mean could be gut, back. 100% gut feeling. Oh man, they need him so bad. Okay, well let's let's yeah. put a mean in here. How does it go if a mean's in here? Yeah, we can't we can't prognosticate about forty one pounders. That's just a, not not hit one sixty five. Yeah, so if it's a mean Bergie, a mean keeps wait, it close too. Why are we putting too. a mean in though? I don't know. So we're not talking about Patrick Nolan, a forty one. Let's just move on. Let's just move. We have a I'll let, oh, listen, Christian. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna do a little little preview. These last four matches. They're really, really good. You double parts. We got time. We can talk about this. You know, no. you can pre- you can predict who you think's gonna wrestle. I think I got breakfast tacos coming today. No, do you really? No. Yeah, <laughs> I'm mad. I'm jammed up here. I don't get. Although I'll make I'll make something delicious downstairs. It's okay. Um, I'll say Cam wrestles too, because I don't think they would use a 41 pounder. If it wasn't a super short-term thing. So I have no real logic other than let's go Cam. <laughs> and I'll say Cam by decision. Oh, with, God. With a, well, if Cam remains wrestling and he's healthy, he's probably going to – I would pick him by decision also. But I don't think we have much evidence of that. Man, it's a super close match if they wrestle, though. Bergie is tough to score on. Bergie's yes, defense yeah. is really, really good. He's, the, the idea that he could get a reattack on – uh, go behind off, off Cam Amin is not... Especially if he's not 100%. Especially if, if he's not 100%. 100%. I, I, think, I think if Cam wrestles, it is totally a toss-up match. I think it's 50-50. I really do. I don't I don't think it's... Uh, I think it's a close one. It appears that uh, Michigan has a handful of other choices at 57 and 65 that they could put in there. Why are they putting Patrick Nolan at 141 in there? I would I would assume could be COVID related, you know, because they have probably the, four the, other guys who look eligible from the roster. Yeah, I don't know. I I would Weird. I would assume that as well. Strange. Um, Very strange. Okay. Yeah. Why are we assuming? Did they put out a probables and they put out Patrick Nolan? Because like, say, uh, Lane Van and Roy like. He's solid. Like he would do a yeah. decent job at that weight class. Yeah, we JD based it, I think, wisely off of who they sent, not who's on their roster. Yeah. Maybe and I have not. Let's Maybe because they're injured, COVID. Who knows? Yeah. Let's but, look here. I yeah, I don't see any probables yet. But hopefully, hopefully soon. All right, now we we'll can move on. Leah, Leah Howard. She'll she'll normally get back with us. Leah, she's the best. She is the best. Yeah, Number one. Great. Okay. Now, Ben, let's get to it. <laughs> 174. Logan Massa, Carter Storacci. Take it away, Ben. 
Um, well, despite the fact that they went to overtime last year and that car, uh, Logan Massa looked good, I'm picking Carter Starocki. Wow. Glad we saved some time for that. That uh, <laughs> Good thing. Glad well, we rushed. What you're say, Glad man. we got through 65 so fast. Um, <laughs> listen, I, I think Logan's going to have a hard time taking Carter down. I think Carter's good for – I don't think Logan can turn Carter. Obviously, I don't think Carter's going to turn him. It's a takedown battle. It's, I think it's a one-takedown match. I think Carter gets it. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this question when it comes to Starachi, because I remember that duel with Michigan last year. What impressed me most about him was his ability to fight through hard positions. I mean, from, from like, I mean, it just blew me away. I mean, there were three or four times in that duel with Massa last year. I thought he was dead to rights. I mean, I'm getting ready to give a, you know, takedown for Massa call. And he just, from a pure toughness standpoint, yeah. Carter Starachi. I mean, that guy is willing to fight so hard in tough spots. That's what impresses me most about him. That's a year ago. Now he's another year older, another year in that room. He's, he might be, and I know people talk about him a lot, but he might be the best guy. He, he might not get enough credit, Starachi. Yeah, I think I remember watching that match and thinking that was Mass's window to get, get a win over him. Yeah. Now, like, next time around... This young guy, he's getting better and better. I don't know if you're going to get him at Big Tens or NCAAs and kind of played out that way. Uh, well, what if yeah. Massa does it for Detroit, though? Does it for, Rock for Detroit Rocks? They need him. Yeah. They need him. They Big need match. Him. They need him. He can't. He didn't come back to, to lose to Carter Starachi. I'm sure of that. So, And he's, you know, a lot of confidence with that win against Ethan Smith. I think he put, what, he put eight, seven, yeah. seven, eight points on the board yeah. in the third period? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was big. Yeah. Escape, takedown, turn, built riding time. I mean, you can't finish a match much better than he did. That was a that was a big win for him. So he's feeling good, I'm sure. Yeah, no doubt. Car uh, Carter. JD, who are you taking? Stretchy. Sweet. What percentage chance would you give? What odds would you have to have to, to pick take- Logan here? Are we talking on points? Are we talking um, Prop, money line? Like minus 200. Plus, yeah. um, Massa plus uh, 250. Yeah, I was going to say like 250, yeah, 300. Good to me. I like that. and Brooks have both jumped levels this <laughs> year, I think, and it's shown they're, they're putting it on dudes. Brooks, yeah, he did have the three-two against Parker. That was his first match back, um, and Parker, I think, matches it up pretty well against Aaron. Um, so yeah, but yeah, other than that, he's he's looked fantastic. He just majored Speaking pause. Of, what'd you say, Brooks? He just majored pause. He majored the pause. It was that was that ten-two maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was a, a perfect eight-point major decision, which uh, gave. Me the victory in the in the our betting lines. Oh, nice. Yeah, poor JD. Okay, so now bronze medalist Miles Amin versus Aaron Brooks. Holy cow! This is worth this the is price the of admission times two. What'd you say? I said this is worth the price of admission times two. I yeah. mean, they better wrestle. If they don't wrestle, I'm gonna be so annoyed. They're gonna wrestle. 
They're going to wrestle. Don't you jinx us, Christian Piles. No jinx. It's going to happen. <laughs> Power of positive thinking. There you go. I think it's Brooks. I think I think it's I think Miles is going to have a hard time getting a takedown against against Aaron Brooks. Um The only thing that it, gives me pause is Miles somehow finds a way to win. Uh like he'll have closer matches than Brooks, but like the Romero match for instance, how close was Romero to taking him down in overtime, but he just finds a way to win. But I agree with you. I, th- I think it's Aaron Brooks. He- he's looked great. I think he's jumped levels. I, I think he beats me. One thing well, that I'm thinking about with Miles, one area of advantage that he could have, and it's a could, I don't know. It's good. But I think Brooks is, is supremely confident in the scrambles. But I think Miles will be too. And they could mix it up there. And maybe Miles has an advantage there. Maybe Miles can win an exchange like that. I don't see Miles necessarily getting to his 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 single leg and having a quick finish. I think he's gonna have to he's gonna have to win a scramble against Brooks. And you you say that and you think uh, he's got to out scramble Aaron Brooks to win, but Miles might be able to do it. Well, I, that's what I'm calling for. I'm gonna call Miles Amin overtime victory, three to one. Love Ooh. it, love it. I think Amin. Uh... I mean, he's he's been in a in a handful of of overtime matches. I mean, he's been there plenty of times before. He's comfortable there. Just a warrior. I mean, he's just a warrior, Miles Amin. That is going to be a great match. That is going to be so. You know, th- this is one of those duels where th- there's so many great matches, and, and if they start at 125, you want to just enjoy every match, just soak it in, enjoy every match. It's like you don't want you don't want those. You know what I mean? As, as exciting as some of these upper weights are, it's like just. It's like this just keeps getting better. I mean, it's dessert. This is one of those 10-course meals that you get 10 desserts. That's what this duel is for. <laughs> you have a bellyache. Oh, yeah, it's, it's dessert after dessert after dessert. It's not a wild dessert. dessert. I'm going to get sick of dessert after a couple. Of my oh, this some, is dessert. What's a meat or something? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. It's it, Neither one of these dudes is probably getting a clean takedown on the other one. Um, and it is going to be earned through some type of scramble, and it's going to be – they're both pretty stingy. Um, so that, that's why I think it's going to overtime. 3-1, Miles Amin, doing it for Detroit. For the doing Rock. Doing it for Detroit. <laughs> Pat Brucky versus Max Dean, former EIWA rivals, both on to Big Ten pastures. Um, I think Max is the favorite here. I don't know. I think Max has looked vulnerable, but I don't know if Brucky has the the matchup technically that gives Dean problems. Unless just being a freaking huge horse, which Brucky is, can neutralize some of what, what Dean is. But I don't think that's it. I think some guys can scramble with Max. That's what can challenge him. I don't know if he can scramble with him. Yeah. Um yeah, I just don't see. Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't see a path of victory for for Pat Brucky. I think um, Max Dean's just a little bit better in most positions. I think you need to be able to score in bunches too against Max. Like a takedown is not. He's going to figure it out unless you snake one late in 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 the third period. It's a one point match, and you get a takedown and ride out for ten seconds. I think you get an early score on him. I think. 
Max has proven to be undeterred in those kind of situations. Yeah. But Brucky's savvy. He's going to be prepared. It's going to be in the margins for yeah, sure. It's going to be close. Yeah, it's. I think it's going to be like a, a five, three, six, four, so somewhere in there. Yeah, maybe he can get him tired. I don't know. Does Max Dean get tired? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't. I don't see. I don't see cardio being a factor in this match at all. I think Max is a little better in the scrambles, a little better on top, a little better on bottom, and that's kind of you know just you lean him for by a couple points, but not by much. Pat's got a better mustache and by. Just gonna say. Great mustache. Great mustache. I mean, it's, he looks like it's a, JD-esque. He looks like a, it's JD-esque. He looks like a state trooper, you know? <laughs> give him license and registration. That's actually what he's going to do once he graduates from Michigan. Just, oh, really? No, I, <laughs> I made that up. Yeah, sweet. That'd be cool. All right, JD, who you got? You got stash bros sticking together or what? I, I will defy my brother and upper lip hair. Wow. And go with Max Dean. Man, I thought that was a brotherhood, a fraternity like no yeah, other. Disappointing. Think again. <laughs> you find out who your friends are. I know. <laughs> That's why I don't. I'm not even gonna bother with a mustache. All right, next one. Going May- well, going into heavyweight. Um, I have it 18 to nine in favor of Penn State. So locked up, but CP has a 15 to 12 Penn State. And Ben wow. has a fifteen to twelve really, Penn State. Pick, who did you pick, Christian? That I didn't. Michich. Stevan. Michich. Oh, jeez. Okay. Okay. This is interesting. I mean, I'll, I'll just Mason Paris by decision, which makes it fifteen fifteen on my scorecard. It's going to go all the way down to most points scored within the matches. Michigan is going to win most points scored within the matches. I think so. Um... Christian, you're going the same same way as me? Well, I think if it comes down to match points, I think you're probably right. Yes, because I'm um, going to go. Paris is going to be about a, a plus four or five. Uh, Dean's going to be about a plus two. I, I said a JD, plus. You gave, you gave Ben picking Hildebrandt for uh, Penn State at 25. That's not who he picked. That's not who he picked. But he also got me oh. wrong on 33, though. You got to flip those two. He has me oh, picking. So even Hold on. We right need to double check. JD did put double these... check him. <laughs> Let's uh, see. No, you got to check the math on this guy. I picked Soriano. I picked uh, RBY. Picked Nick Lee, Bo Bartlett. I did not pick Ragason to beat. Wait, oh, I also I didn't pick to... Camamine. Hold on, because Camamine is oh, not I messed wrestling. this all up. JD. He, JD, he... you're all over the freaking place. <laughs> He's having a yeah, stroke. I've been on talking air. to people in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> delete, 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 delete. All right, no, I have I have Penn State winning 1812. That's a big JD. Um I'll 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 okay, are you fixing it now? Let's see if he gets I it. think you still have it 1515 though, because you picked uh yeah, you picked Suriano, you picked Michich, you picked Juan, you picked Camamine, who I don't think is wrestling. If Camamine was wrestling, I would pick that to be the victor, and then you picked Mason Paris. So yeah, you are fifteen fifteen. Okay, with with Mason, holy cow! So, it's that close, guys. I mean, that's it's it's the questions. The questions you have to to ask in this we got to talk about this match. We cannot just all throw a three up here. This this merits discussion because it was a it was a bloodbath. I think when they wrestled in folk style, but then Greg got them in freestyle. Now, how much do we factor in the neutral battle? I don't know. 
I mean, obviously neutral is going to play a factor, but how much do we factor in freestyle? That's what I'm not sure of. You guys hate factor in freestyle. You give, you give two rankings, not predictions. I hate it. Do you give him a, a any any yes. shot here? What percentage his chance? Oh, yeah, there's, there's definitely a shot. Yeah, I give him. Is, a, is it safe to say this that 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 Kirkleyitz could be the most improved wrestler in the Big Ten amongst the really good guys? Because he's oh, he just has, he's got to be. I mean, I, I don't know, but I will say this: coming into this Big Ten season, that's the guy that I'm most intrigued by to see. How much better he's gotten because he's he's just he hasn't been healthy. He was sick, I think, for a little bit. Like he is an extremely special talent. And I'm with Krishna on this one. Like this, this match, this is not, I agree with Christian from the standpoint of this isn't just an automatic, like a gimme. This is not yeah, I've been saying a, I've been saying this since I've been saying this since preseason when I said him and Mason were on the same tier and got laughed at and bullied well, into let, let, me, let me break it down. Can I break it down for you guys? This, I think this is actually pretty simple here. Um, yes, you guys are right. It's, it's not a give me, gimme. But until Kirkvitt can prove that he can get away from the elite guys on bottom, then we still all should have questions. Because now Slim Tone probably is not elite on top like, like Big Tone was. Uh, but Big Tone tummy timed him. Mason Paris tummy timed him last year. Um Guys who were not on that level, he got away from, right? They weren't really, really good on top. He got away from them. But if they if they were really good on top, he didn't get away. He had, closer, he he had a closer not... match with Gable than Cassiope and uh, Mason. Yeah, yeah, because Gable ain't going to try to ride anybody. Yeah. Right? And so it, uh, he's got to get away from these elite top guys. If he can do that, yes, then, then he could beat everyone not named Gable. Have we seen anything to suggest Greg Kirkfleet is better from underneath? I don't think so. He hasn't, right? Yeah, he hasn't wrestled anyone yet this year. We that, haven't would, seen, that would test him there. We haven't seen anything that says he's the same, though. We haven't seen, yeah. So I, that's <laughs> why I'm saying I, I think it's, I think this it's is where we find out. I, this match is intriguing to see how far yeah. Kirkley it's come. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what this match is going to tell us. We're going to find <laughs> out, you know, how, how much better he is. Because, I mean, like, would you guys really be surprised to see him say get the first period takedown? He's winning two to one, and then I mean honestly, if I'm him, I'm not choosing bottom. But there's probably a chance he's going to choose bottom, and then just see Paris grind him out on top. Like that wouldn't that happen? That wouldn't be that shocking. Um, if he hasn't improved on bottom, that's what's going to happen if he gets on bottom. So another thing we have to remember when we factor in last year, it was like he's not going to wrestle. I think they had even said he was ruled out or something. Yeah, he like couldn't train. They- beforehand at all almost he brought him out against maryland late maryland and then he wrestled an extra duel against maryland he had two pins against you know not not relevant guys 260 and 236 and then boom he gets dropped into big tens and he he yeah. ends up qualifying so it, it was such a limited runway for him mm-hmm. it's like how close to optimize was it we know he wasn't 100 percent yeah and how I much wish we had more answers about that because that would give us uh, a lot better indicator of, of what we saw and then what we can expect to see. But that's why forward. this is so intriguing. I mean, that's why, like I said before, coming into this season, the most intriguing guy for me in all the Big Ten was Kirk Leon. It's the most intriguing guy because we just don't we just don't know yet. But I, I have a feeling if I'm a if I am a betting man, I think he's I think he's gotten a lot better. That's my guess because he's he's finally been healthy. He just hasn't been healthy the last couple of years. Yeah. 16-0 over our boy, the man, Gastain Gary. 
That's a that's a big dub. G- Gary killed Gary Champ. Two Gary weeks later, Gary won Vegas. Yeah. Um and over a not bad field. You know, it's not, you know, Big Ten heavyweight, but it, he beat some guys there. He beat um, Christian. And and, and Mason, guys, I believe, and maybe you guys have this in front of you. From a bonus point victory standpoint, like, yeah, he's got some losses in there to Gable, but from a from like a winning streak standpoint, like it's bonus points all the time. Kills everybody. He kills people. Kills I mean, everybody. Orndorff is g- really good, and he All just American. He destroyed him. Destroyed him. Oh my gosh. I th- I think, man, if it's a three point margin of victory, I think we see Paris go honey badger and work for the. He'll I hope it comes major. down to heavyweight. If I had just one wish, I don't care how it unfolds. I hope it comes down to heavyweight. Place is going crazy. You got two studs coming out. Man, that'd be fantastic. Shane, you more yeah. excited for heavyweight or 184? I am really excited for heavyweight. I, I mean, I, because I think 184, like we talked about, you got two. We know what we're getting from those guys. They're two really great competitors. Yeah. It's going to be great. But currently, to me, I'm just super intrigued to see how this match goes. Because I, I, right. Shade's right. This is actually more intriguing than, than I'm swung now. I think this is more intriguing than <laughs> 184. Uh, because of the mystery factor, the mystery man, Daniel Gregory Kirkley. Um, and he's in that Penn State room with those training partners and those coaches. We've seen this. We've just seen this, how this works, right? We all have read this book before. They get better. I mean, they develop. Well, not yeah. all of them. Not all. And most of them. What? No, not, a handful of them. No, the yes. majority. Majority of guys. Mm, okay. Slight majority, slight majority, slight majority. This is quite oh, a Ben, you, why don't you elaborate? I'm on record saying Penn State develops the best guys better than anyone. I'm on record saying that, but at that point, it's it's it has been that that top echelon has like went to here, right? But there have been a lot of guys who have not made a ton of progress. Well, don't um, you think it'd be harder to do that, Ben? I mean, that's kind of the way that well, I look at it. Like, yeah, when, absolutely. When you got guys that come in that are really, really good. Like they're able to take those guys, and yeah. again, I don't have the experience. Uh, no, I'm on, I'm on record saying this for sure. But, it, but it, I think that's incredible. Where you can take really good guys and make them even make them. You wouldn't okay. necessarily think there's a big margin there, and they make them significantly better. I'm I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, no, listen, I, I'm totally on record saying that. But then you know, the, then the other thing I I say about Penn State all the time is like they throw some of these dudes out and duel me that suck so bad, and I'm like. How can you be in Penn State's room and, and be this terrible? And how can they not, you know, if there's a developmental program, how can they not have like a guy who can at least be, I don't know, top 25 backing people up? I, I, so I struggle, I struggle with that. But yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, you watch a team like it's a weird example, maybe not like a team like Lehigh, they're almost always, they have roster battles and the, the depth yeah. they have, NC State. It is, Nebraska, it is Missouri. I mean, there's a lot of I even Iowa. I think Iowa's backups are doing, you know, they're not terrible. They're they're solid. Yeah, it, it is. It is one thing. But listen, for the purpose of this conversation, talk about Greg Kirkley. Yeah, he's, he's elite not. Level. He's not. He's elite level, and he's scoring yeah. at a really high clip. So he's more likely to fall into this bucket than the underperforming, not developing bucket, right? Yes. He's, uh, he's, yeah, he's, you'd probably say so. Yes. He's certainly an uber talent. Um, this guy got third at Olympic trials. 
after training for since basically February, and he did that at a weight where we're really good. So, man, I have to see it first. Sometimes I'll like I'm not gonna have to. I, I took my big swing with Stevon. That'll be my big one. But I'm I'm woke here on on Daniel, and uh, we'll see. I'm going Mason by decision. I think it's competitive though. Yeah, it's a big match. This is a really big match for both these awesome. guys in this duel. This is this is going to be great. Yes, completely, completely agree. Man, I'm so fired up for this. This Friday. is going to be a fantastic, fantastic Friday night. It's going to be. I've never been so awesome. happy to be on house arrest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll be right here, watch partying it up. Oh yeah! Guys, remember what I remember what I said before though. Keep this in mind. Whoever wins this has somebody on their team that bonus points in All-American. That I, I, I throw that Definitely statement out is, there. Yeah. I threw the Michigan oh, I statement did, out. I disagree. I think their path involves a win at 157. Just keep keep that in mind because we'll see. We'll see. Not what a happens. single one of us. Now, Shane, of course, abstained from all picks, but none of us picked bonus in any matches. That's Do pretty – and that's we, unrealistic. Yeah, what somebody – I think somebody I, – I think somebody gets bonus. I just have no clue who it's going to be. But I think – I think somebody. I think that's going to be the difference. I think that's going to be the difference. It could be. It could be. All right. Uh, I didn't give you guys predictions, but I see this five-five. I can give you that. Shane, <laughs> you're a chicken. I think Penn State is more likely to get bonus than Michigan. Yeah. Yes. So, agreed. Well. I don't know what they might have. I would say this: they might have more. They might have more guys that have a better opportunity. But if you were to rank them, all right, number one, number one most likely bonus match. Go. Thirty-three. Hildebrand. Birdie Bergie over Pat Nolan. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. If that out forty-one pounders than that one. Yeah, uh, I mean, who's? Yeah, I don't know who's in there. Um, Serena Hildebrand. I see RBY having a decent chance. I, too. I don't think he'll get it, but I think he'll be like a six-point margin of victory somewhere in there. He has a better chance yeah. than Seriano, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he might. I disagree. But um, close. What about Will, Will Luan? Can Will Luan? I know he doesn't traditionally score points, but if they say yeah. Will Luan. We need you to take this dude down five times. Can you take him down five times? For Michigan. Um, do it for your home country. Do it for your country. Has? Uh, he has two majors this year, Kyle Mosher and Charlie Derricott. Ne- Negron has not been bonused. I, don't, I, I think this is a way more competitive match than you're giving it credit for. I, mean, I'm not, I don't think he's going to win, but I would be, I would be surprised if Will Luan – Bonus, Tony. Yeah, that's yeah, that's probably not gonna happen, huh? No, I think you know what's a weird, maybe second or third most likely bonus one, just because if the wheels fall off, it'll look ugly quick. It's Mason. Yes. Like <laughs> if he's still much better. Two turns. Yeah. I mean, this guy's yeah, gets, a Mason Paris is a total freak of nature. Yeah, Kirkland might be too. Kirkland yeah. might be too. There's mounting evidence that he is, but he gets that elbow one good time. He gets one six-point dump. Yeah. And also, no, you're right. the thing is with Mason, he's not just a turner. Once he gets you there, 
He keeps you there oh, until wow. both of your shoulders yes. are placed in such a way that the match Wait. is terminated. Yeah. <laughs> so he's fantastic. Yeah. As crazy as it is, um, I think that's a really high probability one for bonus. I think you have to throw. And in a similar vein, and I picked the upset. Yeah. I think you say Nick Lee. Nick Lee's a good bonus one. Yep. Um, because if yeah. he could, if it starts to go the wrong way, it can get off the rails in a hurry. And Nick Lee's a he's a honey Has badger with Devon his. Devon ever been bonus though? I mean, that's like, or, or you know, or Santo he... almost teched him. I mean, he lost by no six way. to Cole Matthews. Yeah, I mean, oh. now, sure. And I throw out the DeSanto loss because, you know, yeah, that's been discussed at, at length. But let's look at his losses. 4-1. He had the 11-5 this year. Uh, medical forfeits. No other losses. 13-8 to to Seth Gross. 22-10 to DeSanto. 7-5 Pletcher. Yeah. And that's what two years ago, right? Or three yeah, years ago? Yeah, three years ago. Yeah, I mean, because usually when you think about someone getting bonused, um, there there's really three three methods, right? Number one, large skill discrepancy. One guy's just way better than the other guy. Number two, uh, bottom issues. Guys significantly worse on bottom, so he's going to get turned a whole bunch of times. And number three, gas tank issues. They get tired, and the other person racks up the points. And I just don't feel like that really fits their criteria. Whereas, like to, you know. You brought up the makes the Paris thing. It's like, well, if there's some bottom issues there, if there's a skill discrepancy on bottom, then yeah, Mason could definitely get it done. Let, let me throw this out there, guys. Maybe that I always say something that might be like, has you guys shaking your heads, like, what is he talking about? But Christian brought up Kirkley before. Here's the other thing that I'm just throwing this out there. How much, what's more important, winning this duel or collecting? Like, we'll call it Intel. Like, if I'm Greg Kirkley, as an example, yeah. it, you know, maybe maybe it's not, yeah, yeah, you want to win this match, but maybe it's more important to go on bottom of Mason Paris right now. It's just more important. Maybe. Oh, you know I'm, with, I'm with Shane on this, Ben. You, 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 you say, mm-hmm, but I think. Uh, this I this think, is not, yeah. You, you, you well, want to go on bottom. You want, you want the feel. What I'll say is I do think Penn State. already felt it. Does no, use this year. kind of stuff to yeah, that's a good point, Ben. He has felt it. But I think the broader point of Penn State using stuff like this as as intel gathering and, mm-hmm. and all not just that, but we're not deploying our NCAA finals game plan. That's fine. Yeah. Nobody does at, it better. Nobody does Chinzo, it better. Look at Chinzo over the years. Look at look at what happened last year. We've seen it time and time again. They they turn around these results. I mean, uh from Big Tens and then the NCAs, it's a different story. The matches look completely different. I think we don't see the best uh, Greg here, uh, the best game plan for Greg here. Now, there may be no game plan that beats Mason for for Greg this year. That could be reality too. We don't, we just don't know. So yeah, but I think Shane is, is sort of onto something there. Yeah, I, I, given what happened last year, unless he's made significant improvements in the room, which is obviously a a possibility that that's happened. Uh, now, if he gets taken down, obviously he's going to be on bottom. He's going to have to deal with it, and we're going to see what happens. But, uh, man, say it's 0-0 on second period in his choice, it, it, I guess I don't know what's happening in the room, which is that's a factor that, you know. But if he's like, you know, if Kale's like, hey, man, I ride this dude out sometimes, he probably shouldn't go down, guys. He probably shouldn't. You know, if Kale's like, oh, man, this dude's getting good on bottom, I can't ride him anymore. Yeah, let's go down and let's see what's happening. But 
you know, and, and they're going to know that. But if, if you lack confidence there, I'm not going bottom. You could be right. Now, maybe, because- you know, he could defer. Right? He defers. Now, maybe Mason Parrish chooses uh, down and maybe uh, he gets a takedown and then Kirby gets out easy. And now, hey, you got it easy once. Let's now let's choose bottom of the third period because we got out easy once. Okay. And yeah. now it's three, two. And now a takedown wins at four, three. Right. So there, there's multiple factors. There's multiple variables that I don't know. Um, but I think there definitely are, could be good reasons to not choose bottom. Feel you. I want to throw this past you guys real quick with uh, obviously Ben and, and JD, you guys in, in your wrestling division one. Obviously, with Kaylee's just so laid back. I mean, at least he appears that way. Who are the who are coaches that stand out for you guys that were just unbelievably calming presences in the corner? And how important is that? Depends hmm. on the wrestler. Some wrestlers want a more calm, cool head in the corner, and some need to be fired up. Some need to be slapped in the face before they got on the mat. You yeah. know? Who is calm? I mean, no, there's not a lot. Of, there's actually not a lot of them that are calm. No, most of them are pretty, pretty intense. Even like, <laughs> yeah. I remember one of the first times. You know, if you know Brandon Eggum, it's like one of the nicest dudes. Yes, I, yep. he's a wild man. I remember the <laughs> South Dakota State duel. I was like, I had no idea Eggum was this demonstrative in the corner. Yeah. Uh, Kale does his fair calm. share of yelling and talking to refs too. I mean, Coach Brands, Coach Smith, they're all they're all yeah. in the refs. They're in their guys. They're um Bormet's kind of I mean, Tom Ryan, that guy's they're all over the refs. They're super intense guys. Bormet's maybe more towards the calmer side. He definitely is as like a, a person. Dresser. But... Yeah, dresser's just right here. Yeah, dresser. <laughs> nice call. Because yeah. he lets yeah. Metcalf. Yeah, I'm trying to think. That's a good question. There's not a lot. It's just a lot of high-strung, intense personalities that are screaming for various reasons. You know, Kale picks his spots. I mean, he he definitely, you know, is is strong in his beliefs, and and, uh, understandably so. But I one of my favorite things is looking at the corner when you got a battle of a match. I mean, just a battle of a match, and it's like go to Sun Victory, and Kale just kind of gives that – couple of claps, a little bit of a smile on his face. And I would just think that would be so freeing as a, and that's just me. I mean, is it, and I'm pretty intense, but I think there's just something I just, every time he does, I'm like that, or, or you get up in a big match, you get up on the big stage, he gives you a handshake and a little bit of a smile. And it's just like, I just, I just love it. Yeah. I think the fun thing is, is a lifestyle. And I think it's fun for him too. And Did you guys read that recent article in, in uh, I think it might have been uh, SI about uh, um, uh, Buffalo with uh, McDermott? Yeah. Big, big, big Penn State wrestling guy and wants to run run the Bills like Kale. You know, it's a lot, a lot of things he's taken away from Kale. So let's go Buffalo Bills. I will say this, and Bradkey's going to kill me. If it comes down to Buffalo and Green Day, which I hope it does, Hey, we're wrestling, guys. We're loyal. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. I'd love what? to see Oh, Shane, Shane. Kick this dude out of Appleton, Wisconsin. <laughs> Shane. I like wow. the Bill. I like McDermott. I I, li- I like him. Wow. I like him. Yep. Shane. You're Man. gone. If you are you know not a Packers. Listen, you are I'm not saying a it right fan. now. I'm saying it right now. Shane Sparks, you can never claim to be a Packers fan. You can no, never, ever. 
You, you'll never okay. hear me say I'm a diehard Packer fan. I okay. think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback to ever play, but I'm not a Ooh. diehard Packer fan. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm not a diehard Packer fan. I, I'm not. As I like him, but I'm not diehard. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, if the Packers play the Chiefs, I want the Packers. But if they play the Bills, I'm, I, I'd love to see the Buffalo Bills win it all. It'd be great. Not to mention, I like McDermott. That's number one. The other thing, too, is you got to remember, guys, I'm a diehard Braves fan. We had a lot of pain in the 90s. The Buffalo Bills had pain in the 90s. I'd love to see that fan base get a, get a Super Bowl. It'd be great. And Those then you mafia. got a wrestling guy like Yeah, and on top of that, you got to live in Buffalo. Yeah, they deserve so. So you guys are you guys are coming around and you guys, I can see you guys are coming around a little bit on this. Uh, yeah, because Green Bay is just is just paradise compared to Buffalo. I just thought you were a Packers yeah, fan. <laughs> All right, let's oh, get man. to some questions from friends. Ben's reading something. He didn't even hear my joke. Are there some voicemails I'm coming up it. on this show today? I thought I saw that. I love the voicemails. That's some voicemails. Yeah, we, yesterday, we are we are underused utilizing our. Voice messages because I really enjoy the voice messages and we. I love the voice messages. Those are great. I was like long time listener, first time caller. It's it's nine forty, JD. So um, tomorrow, why don't we get to play the best one? Whatever, which one, ever one you recommend. Um, Hmm. let's do uh, because we'll do Pete from Central Pennsylvania because he has a (laughs) he has a PSU Michigan. Pete from Central Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. First time with long time yeah, with your first Pete time caller. From Central Pennsylvania. Wish to give you a few thoughts about Iowa wrestling. Number one, Max Aaron. He's probably the, the most overrated lightweight wrestler in the NCAA. <laughs> you can look it up and let me know. I don't think he even had an all American beside his name. So if you're that good, how can you not have that? Also, with the Brand Brothers. You have the problem with Iowa wrestling right now, with scoring points, et cetera. Maybe the problem might be the Brand Brothers. You tried to wrestle for six years with them at the helm, let alone seven. Also, <laughs> Did anyone screen this call? As far as Penn State, Jeez. Michigan, that's on Friday night. I think it's probably going to be Michigan. We'll be lucky to have 12 points while we score 24. Thank you. He's on the Penn State Goodbye. team. That's yeah. right. Pete from Central oh, PA. That was great. I told you guys how to <laughs> utilize these things. Voice guys are fantastic. They're fantastic. Well, let, let's take this one thing at a time. One. If any Iowa fans want to rebuttal, please feel free to call in. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. He, he's got to be our correspondent. Can we get that guy as a correspondent? Yeah. That guy was, he was raging. Oh. I wasn't ready for that. So, um, one, the idea that Max Murin is overrated would probably... He's not All-American. Why isn't he an All-American? Yeah, but look at those matches he had at the end. If he's that good, why isn't he All-American? I, I, but I just like, who's who's saying that Max Murin is the second coming of anything? It's like, I think everyone very well knows that Max Murin is he's good. He's fine. He could place. He could not place. But no one's putting this guy, I think, in the top four, right? Let me throw this out there, guys, about Max Murin. Toss it. When you look at wrestling, I, I always think, like, you want to make it where a guy hates wrestling you? If you had a list, the top five guys that you would hate to wrestle, Max Murin's on the list. Hate to watch he is. He is. He is not on that list. <laughs> He's not on my list. <laughs> Max Murin. I'll go. I would hate Aaron to Brooks. wrestle 
AJ Ferrari, Mason Paris, Gable. But I'm talking about I'm Max Mirren is such a brawler. Like you might beat Max Mirren, but he's one of those guys where look look at his losses at NCAs last year. I think they were a pair of one point losses. He's he was right there. I mean, that wasn't good guys. It was no, they were good guys. Yeah, all right. <laughs> who, anybody have them? Who he lost to? Abbott, Boo and Jaden and Bulu Allen. Those are those are good guys. Yeah, all right. They're all Americans. He beat Ridge Lovett. He did beat Ridge Lovett. Mac, Max Mirren is like you, Christian. You just nailed it. Comp- is he? He's overrated compared to what? Right. I mean, Max Mirren is a guy. If you told me that he made the got beaten around at twelve, I believe you. If you told me Max Mirren placed in the top five, I believe you. But 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 uh, what I love about Max Mirren. But is, if I told you Max Mirren made the finals, would you believe me then? I'd be surprised if he made the finals a little bit. A lot. But but Max Mirren is one of those guys that shows up and sh- he just battles so hard. He you talk about guys that wrestle seven minutes. Max Mirren never takes a second off. He never takes a second off. And for that reason, he's one of those guys where if you wrestle him, it's like, oh, here we go again. Like, this guy is going to fight me so hard on every single position. He would not be fun to wrestle. No way. I agree with that. I agree he would be not fun to wrestle. He would not be fun. I think his teammate, uh, Austin DeSanto, Pete DeSanto, is even less fun to wrestle. Um, so he may just terminate me quicker. I'm trying to think of the other least fun guys to to wrestle. Like Yanni, it just looks I mean, like but, it, uh, I'd get destroyed. And and, and yeah, that, that's a good point. He yeah. just slipped you to death. Yeah, yeah but my least fun and most fun. Aren't we talking about like? I mean, if you get your ass kicked, it doesn't matter if you like put you no. really nicely in a no, cradle. Man, you still no, got no, your no, ass kicked. Different. Yeah, no. I'm not accepting this. Listen, if you get rolled to your back and tilt and rolled to your back, like, well, yeah, Spencer's going to terminate you easy. That doesn't mean it's fun. He's going to, it's a, everything's against your will. Okay. Yeah, but I think some of that is, it's just, you're, there's just such a difference in talent level, right? I mean, skill. Yeah, in skill level. So I, I, I still have Max Mirren on my team of least guys I'd most, if I, Max Mirren, his face is always mangled. He just, you know what I love about Max Mirren? I'll give you this about Max Mirren. You already told us six things you love about Max Mirren. I'll give you another thing about him that I love. He's a snake owner. Max Mirren, every time he toes the line, and and I'm not saying he's the only guy like this. I think Max Mirren, 100% of his being, regardless of who he wrestles, I think he plans on winning. 100% of the time. I've seen Max Mirren lose to guys that, quite frankly, like going into the match, it's like he's probably up against it a little bit, and he'll lose, and he's just like – He's just like infuriated in disbelief that he can't believe that he lost. I love his. I love Max Mirren's mentality. I I just love his mentality. Apparently so. I, <laughs> wow. We did not know. We did so not know. We can Shane eliminate one person. We know Shane was not the person that submitted that voicemail. Uh, <laughs> and no, that's a clear central Pennsylvania. Okay, central Pennsylvania accent there, Christian. I don't know if you heard it. Yeah, Subtle, but it was maybe, maybe maybe he his son wrestled Max Mirren hey guys, in high school or something. Guys, That's you guys did not give me this because you guys probably talked about this in the show yesterday. I just want to give a a nice. It was a nice win from Patrick Glory. Yeah, oh, he loves. Yes, he was. I mentioned that he loves Patrick Glory. We'll very see. Very talented. He's ve- he's very good. He's very good. Very good. He's got you Vito better February fifth to beat him. February fifth versus Vito. He got a little tie tie though. Your guy got a little tired. 
What are you That's about? okay. I, I, I think it always, I was just talking about this with somebody last week. It blows me away how some of these guys get done wrestling and they don't score many points and they run off the mat. Like, where's the, how do you have the energy to do that? If, I, I love seeing guys, if you play it right, I think in the final minute of a wrestling match, you ought to be about gassed, right? Like you should, if you, if you do it right, by the end of that match, you ought to be about done. It's just I me. Agree. Okay, we're going to go. If you want to call in the number 515-509-5071-515-509-5071. All toll free today. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back tomorrow. Last show of the week. We'll do a full weekend preview. We already hit Michigan Penn State. We'll probably touch on it again because why not? Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Tons of content about Penn State, Michigan, Iowa, all the stuff. Check out the website. JD is dabbing. He's trying to bring back this fad. My my son Caleb told me the dab is out. The dab has been retired. JD's going to bring it back. No, nope, we'll never left. Thanks, guys. See ya.